From Vistio, this is recorded for Quality Assurance. A show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Uh, welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of CXQA Live, the show where we have the privilege to speak with incredible thought leaders and discuss the importance of the most important asset in your contact center, the agent. Our friend Rob Connolly is out for this episode, so now I have the honor to host today's episode. And for those of you who don't know me yet, my name is Jacob with a K. I usually moderate these sessions, but I got to tell you, I am so glad to be able to host the episode today. And for those of you who are actually joining CXQA Live for the first time, on CXQA Live, we believe that agents with the right tools, training, and connection with your company will be a revenue growth and protection center for your brand, will be the best diagnostic tool you have for your business, will ensure your customers are satisfied and connected, will produce more and better work, and they'll actually want to stay and contribute to the well-being of your company. So today, I'm actually joined with Remix's own Corey Kosteka. Thanks for coming today, Corey. Really appreciate having you here on the show. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. I'm uh, honored to be invited back. I uh, watch all of your guys' shows every Tuesday. Huge fan of the series. And thank you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. The pleasure is ours. So in case you didn't know, we are also recording the session for uh, Quality Assurance, which is, our, of course, our podcast recorded for Quality Assurance. And all the content that we discuss will be posted a week after from today's airing on our blog. So you can absolutely go out to Vistio's blog and check out the recorded session for any reason. If you want to share it with your friends, family, or if you just want to relive this experience, it's right there for you. So, Corey, we've actually got a very exciting topic today. And it's something I feel like is very applicable uh, at the moment because, you know, we are coming up on the holidays and kind of like the demand for agents is definitely, we're definitely trying to get to like what we consider what the best agent is. So I guess to kind of start us off and get us rolling, Corey, I guess the first question I have, you know, you're in the uh, the staffing agencies. So what are the characteristics that contact centers kind of look for now, like contact center leaders look for uh, in the ideal agent? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I think that if you were to ask contact center managers, you know, what's important to you and you actually look at their process, there's going to be a disconnect there of, you know, kind of how they're screening candidates. But with me personally, with working very closely with contact center leaders to help get qualified agents in the door, I've kind of seen a trend of those main things that they're looking for. And it all revolves around hard skills. Um, those hard skills being, you know, submitting a resume over and trying to see if they have a certain amount of years of experience on their resume, if they have a specific background with whatever industry you're trying to hire them for. Um, things like degrees, do they have a certain degree? Is it a bachelor's, associate, or just level of education all around? And just, you know, overall numbers of year experience and kind of that track record, I would say, is that that's what seems to be most important in today's market. Okay. And do you think that like when it comes to looking at those different hard skills you're talking about, do you think that varies from industry to industry as well? 
Yeah, definitely. I think that if you're looking at a medical call center, right, they want to bring some people in with that medical terminology or being familiar with a little bit of the medical field. Same with insurance industry. I know, you know, a lot of the agents need to be certified or have specific degrees to be able to bring somebody in. So it does vary industry to industry. But yeah, overall, is those those hard skills to me is, you know, really is what's standing out for hiring managers. You know, it's it's kind of funny because I I was just thinking about this too. It's like, and this isn't even exclusive to the call center industry, honestly. Um, I feel like just in B2B in general and in pretty much every industry right now, we're always focusing on the hard skills, which is great. But, you know, there's there's something about, you know, longevity with a company that doesn't always speak volumes about what that person's capable of. Um, I know there's a lot of value to be had with people who have been in an industry before, but there's also a lot of value um, in hiring somebody who's maybe not so experienced uh, in the field that you're trying to apply them to. So Corey, you know, as important as those hard skills are to look for, uh, what do you think contact center leaders should be looking for? That is a great question. And I would say the soft skills to me would be the number one most important skill to look for. Um, I've seen call centers, you know, have a emphasis or they prioritize the hard over the soft. And if you ask me, I would switch those around. I think the the skills that you can't really train somebody on, you know, people are more born with these types of skills actually go a lot further. And that's Things like your problem solving skills, your listening skills, your customer service phone etiquette skills. To me, those soft things that are a little bit harder to train, as I had mentioned, actually go a lot further in the CSR space. I completely agree. You know, um, I think it's it's high time that, especially in the call center space, um, you know, people always want to have interactions with people. You know, there's there's a lot of tech, there's a lot of AI out there right now. And there's actually a lot of concern, too, that, you know, eventually the AI is just going to overtake some of these customer facing jobs. And that couldn't be more true in the customer experience industry. You know, I, I follow CX Accelerator. It's a great Slack community online. Quick little plug for them. Anybody who's in the CX industry, definitely check out CX Accelerator. Uh, there's a lot of great people that are part of that community. But I digress. Um, we actually talked about uh, I believe it was Forrester just put out a study talking about like the fate of CX with all this new tech that's coming out. And it's it's honestly, there's a lot of doom and gloom to it, but there definitely appears to be this need. And that need is to not necessarily do away with that human to human aspect. Because once we go away with that, you know, it's it's we kind of lose the whole purpose of what customer experience has always been, right? You know, we're not just people serving our customers. We're all customers serving each other. And I think being able to focus on individuals who have that ability to just have a good connect with your customer, who have a great personality, you know, nobody likes to call into a call center and talk to that agent who has just been like through the ringer all day and just having a rough day and then just like wants to dismiss you off the phone. But they've worked in call centers for 15 years, so they know what they're doing, right? You know, there needs to be space for us to bring on kind of like maybe new ideas and kind of incorporate more of what 
these greener individuals can do just with their soft skills, right? Like, do they have a good voice? I know that's something that you and I have talked about as well. Um, and kind of tell me, Corey, you know, if, speaking about voice, obviously in the call center, it's important. And, you know, it's not just always a phone call. You have people that man like chat box and stuff like that and like chat sequences. Um, I know text is a big one. So tell me, why is it better, you know, these greener agents with a better voice and character than some of your top performers? Why did they bring more value to the call center than those who, you know, have that seniority and just, you know, grind and grind and get it done? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to your point of, you know, you can have these AI robots or chat box, but you can't take the human out of the contact center. Most people that are getting on the phone with customer service, they're pressing zero a million times just to be able to speak with somebody. And there is something to be said about that human to human interaction that people really value. Um, But a couple of stats is 80% of consumers would actually say that friendliness is the most important aspect to create a great customer service experience. So when you're talking about phone voice, to your point of you can get somebody, you can connect with an agent that's been doing it for 15 years, they can answer all of your questions, but if they sound like they're in a bad mood or they're having a bad day, that's really going to ruin the experience for you. Um, With all these surveys that are coming out, you know, people are saying, I would prefer somebody that just sounds like they care what I'm talking about and that they're friendly enough. And even if they they can't fix the problem immediately. It's just making my overall experience as a customer calling in 10 times better. Another stat that goes with that is 97% of consumers that say that they're being listened to or feel that they're being listened to are actually going to maintain their brand's loyalty just for that one aspect. So your voice comes down to it in your attitude of if you sound friendly on the phone and you sound like you're truly trying to help someone with their problem, and if you're listening to what they're saying back and you can empathize with the customer, I mean, that right there is going to help you create that great first impression and you're going to help maintain your brand loyal customers that you have. Also going off of that, it's just your customer service satisfaction rates. I mean, you mix those two together. That Those soft skills is if you can show your problem solving, your active listening, your phone voice, that's going to give you a better the end of call survey or your overall customer satisfaction rate is just going to go through the roof. And what I always like to think about is your customer is really the only person that can fire your CEO. And it's amazing in call centers that if you think about your agents are really touch point one for your customers. It's the first contact for your current business that you have trying to resolve a problem. And it's also the first touch point for a lot of your new customers. And that voice that you're getting off the front end is going to create an impression that's going to be everlasting. Yeah, you know, it's funny. And I have to laugh because one of like, it's become like a life mantra for me, you know, a first impression is a lasting impression. And I feel like that that's something that's very overlooked, especially in the CX industry. And when they talk about, well, how can, how can we improve our CX? Like, how can we provide our customers with a better experience? And it's like, well, hire more humans. Because once you have people who have like empathy and people who are able to relate more to your customer, it's definitely a game changer in improving your CX, you know, you know, I'm in tech sales, right. And we're a solution provider, but we also recognize the fact that, you know, you can't just throw a bunch of tech at your call center and that's just magically going to solve every problem that you have. You really have to attack 
the problem at its core. So if you have these agents that have been in the call center for ages and ages and have all these different strategies and are always meeting these metrics and doing this and this and this and this and this, it's great. It's wonderful. It's fantastic for the call center because you're providing them with a very efficient experience. But on the flip side, you also need those agents that have a lot of personality. They have a lot of, you know, that stat that you said, 97% of people um, who experience that, that like friendliness up front, they'll maintain their loyalty to the brand. Like that's, that's astounding, 97%. So that, that initial touch is so, so important. And that's why, you know, I agree having those soft skills, not necessarily like, you know, you, you don't have to know everything, but you have to know how to hold a conversation. You have to know how to empathize with people. You have to know how to have a discussion because that's really what brings people to your brand. They, they're they going to trust you first. They're going to trust your agents and then they're going to trust the brand because of who they've trusted. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about how the soft skills, we prioritize them over the hard skills and that's great, but you know, you can't just cut your entire contact center and go out and hire everybody green um, that has a good voice. So Corey, what are some of the things that, uh, that contact center leaders can encourage like their top performers to do uh, to maybe ensure that kind of high quality personal experience that the customers need now? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that outside of incentive pay um, comes down to just the culture and the environment that you're creating for your reps. Um, you know, in today's market with how competitive it is, you know, if a call center agent is unhappy with the environment and feels like they're truly not making a difference, then they're just going to go find another job and it's not hard for them to do right now. So ensuring that you just have a good environment where agents feel like they matter and the work that they're doing is important is crucial in, in, in helping those continue to rise to the top and stay at the top is they want to like what they do. They have to be excited about showing up for work every day. So at Remex, we actually, every year we host a voice of the hourly worker survey where all of the reps that we place on assignments at our various clients, we ask them, you know, questions of what's important to you. Um, you know, what shift do you prefer? What pay rate are you currently making? We ask them a whole bunch of questions, but um, with yours specifically, you know, how can you encourage them to stay at the top? And my answer of creating that good environment, we found in our survey that the number one top answer for how can a company earn your loyalty other than pay? The number one answer was providing a flexible schedule. Um, you'll see a lot about the job market reports right now talking about gig economies. And that's like the Uber schedules where you get to choose where you want to work and people want flexibility. So how can you make your top people happy? Give them a schedule and give them the flexibility to work when they want to. So then they're going to be excited to come into work. So that was the number one answer that we got from our reps. The number two answer was offer career advancement opportunities. Um, something that we do at Remex is we have our life skills studio. So all of our candidates are able to go into our portal and learn some of those hard skills, get that Microsoft suite experience, you know, whatever different experience you're trying to get, whether it's management experience, how do I work in QuickBooks from, you know, here to here, we can offer training just to help you advance. And I think that that's huge 
in today's market, when you have these reps coming in, everybody's constantly wanting to climb that ladder. No one will voluntarily say, hey, I'll take this job and I want to stay here for the next 10 years. Everyone's trying to move up. So if you can't offer those advancement opportunities, you're going to end up losing your top talent. But um, kind of going off of you know what we were saying about bringing somebody in more green, um, you know I can say with confidence that if you take candidate A who has the perfect resume, perfect background experience, and you take candidate B who has the perfect phone etiquette, the perfect soft skills, they're great in their interview, but it's lacking in the resume. If you give candidate B that chance, not only is that going to be a better experience for your customers with that attitude and friendliness that that you bring, but that's going to be better for your center because you're going to help retain those agents if you can offer them the career advancement. So it's awesome to bring somebody in, give them that chance that that they're that blank canvas, train them and give them this those hard skills and help them develop those. And they're just going to be more loyal to you in return. You know, who doesn't want to work for a company that's helping advance their personal skills? So there's kind of two parts to this, uh, everything that we're talking about, you know, Bringing in that greener person, not only, like I said, would that argue being better for your customer, but it's better to retain as well, because you're just going to create this loyal environment because you truly care about your reps and you're trying to improve everybody that's on your floor. Yeah. And I mean, like that, that speaks to me personally too, because before I even got into the CX and contact center space, I worked in a different industry and it's a pretty, I don't want to say so competitive, but it's one of those industries where you kind of have to know like about it. And, you know, my boss um, at the time actually kind of took a chance in hiring me because the only experience I'd had was waiting tables and, you know, going from waiting tables into something a little more advanced, it's always a risk for a leader to take, but, you know, kind of like what you were talking about, right? The soft skills are a lot harder to train and develop than hard skills. Because hard skills, I mean, we live in this day and age where if you want to learn how to do something, you can literally pull up a browser, go to YouTube and type in, hey, how do I do this? Or just throw up Google and say, hey, how do I do this? And you're actually able to kind of train yourself on things like that, right? Like, oh, how do I do this in PowerPoint? Or how can I accomplish this? Or how can I accomplish X with Y? Whereas with those soft skills, you're right, it's, it's a lot harder. So, you know, with this whole discussion, right, of talking about the value of those soft skills over the hard skills, do you think that, and I like that you bring up candidate A versus candidate B, do you think that there's a way for our candidate A who has all that experience, do you think think that there is a way where contact center leaders can encourage candidate B to be more like candidate A when it comes to the voice? Is, is, there, a, is there a specific method to do that? That is an extremely tough question. And if I had the answer, <laughs> I think that, you know, I would, we would both be millionaires right now if I could come <laughs> up with the best strategy and tactics to get, you know, that skilled candidate to have more of those personal skills. But I think, you know, the first thing to do is identify, you know, what skills is somebody lacking? And you can have your coaching sessions, your training sessions, and just bringing that to the forefront of, you know, somebody that you're trying to train and talking about it and just saying, hey, this is important. We need to work on it. Let's 
record some of your calls. And, you know, right here is a time where, you know, your attitude, I could hear you got frustrated because maybe your system you were looking at was freezing up, but you know, you got to be able to identify where someone is lacking to be able to bring that back up to them. Um, But no, there's not, a secret formula. But what I will say is that there's things that you can do on the front end to make sure that more of your agents coming in have those skills. And what I mean by that is during your interview process, I see too many companies with very strict screening questions that they're looking at just a resume or they're asking while you're filling out an application, you know, how many years experience do you have? And if somebody doesn't choose the right answer, the recruiter's not even getting that candidate in front of them. And my philosophy is that you are passing up on so many candidates that might not have those skills, but you can train on those. And what I would suggest is, you know, a different way to look at it is look at your process on the front end and see, think about all the people that you're screening out because they don't meet your hard skills. And I promise you that those candidates, there's some 10 out of 10 candidates in that stack that you're not even talking to because they just didn't have one of those qualifications on the front end. So I think, you know, two-part answer here, but one, identify maybe where one of your performers who needs to work on their phone voice, you know, record them and play it back to them. You need to be able to identify it and speak with them about it. But on the flip side of it is just on your screening process up front, just don't pass up on those candidates that you never even had the chance to interview with because they didn't meet those skills. And a combination of those things, you know, you can start to build those group of agents that, you know, have the good balance between and the hard and the soft skills. Yeah, and, and I really like that. And, you know, one of the most important things is communication, right? And kind of having transparency in the organization as well, because you want you want to highlight, right, your top performers and say that, hey, they're doing a great job. But you also want to highlight some of the issues you have. And that's why I think it's important to have like kind of those one-on-one sessions, find out where they're weak, and then kind of help them. And, you know, you, you don't have to like necessarily like sponsor speech classes or anything because you know we're all human we all have the capability um we actually had a discussion uh, a few weeks ago with leslie oflahaven talking about if you can script empathy and that's a great discussion i definitely recommend you go check that out and definitely check out leslie she's she's amazing she's she's a fireball y'all the bugger but <laughs> it's kind of sad honestly because with this such strong emphasis on these people who, you know, who know how to do their jobs and know how to do it well. Sometimes it feels like maybe they can take advantage of that. And, you know, that's always a risk that you run with somebody who feels like they're an elitist when it comes to their industry or when it comes to their role. So, um, you know, it's, it's never a bad idea to take a chance on the new guy because, you know, these, these people that don't have these bad habits already trained into them. You don't have to unlearn those habits. You don't have to unteach that. You know, you can just take somebody who's got a friendly face, um, a great voice on the phone, bring them on board and then teach them everything that they need to know from there. But yeah, I mean, I, that was a lot. It, it was a lot to discuss. And I did also want to touch on the importance because you kind of mentioned like how we're talking about the gig economy, um, gig CX, people want to be able to schedule their own time. And I, I for one, am very grateful for my position because um, even as a salesperson for a tech solution, 
I, I still feel like my company values my time. Like they're not trying to let life interfere with work and work interfere with life. And having that kind of balance, and especially in situations uh, with call centers, right? Being able to put that kind of trust in your agent to know that they're going to carry out, you know, what you want to accomplish as a business, knowing that they have that ability, but also that respect from you in caring for their time. I mean, that's, you, you want to talk about like being an inclusive uh, call center and like embracing culture and like these different lifestyles. That's how you do it is just ultimately respecting your agents. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we, uh, we've got about five minutes left in our session. Um, I see we've got quite a few people actually sitting here and I've actually got a question here as well from Kenneth. So let's see. Kenneth says, we're starting down the road of installing agent-facing AI to improve interactions with credit union members. What are some roadblocks we'll face as we move down the AI path? You want to jump on that one, Corey? Um, I can try to help you with this, but my specialty being in the staffing world is I don't work a lot with AI. Um, so I don't know if that I could give the best advice to this question, but I can definitely get you in front of the right resources. Um, but I would just say moving down the AI path, kind of what I've seen of talking with people at my network is just truly developing your AI and making sure that you're getting past that testing phase to ask all your most frequently thrown questions at you. What I've heard a lot about people that are implementing AI that have not used it before is it actually is causing a lot of issues with their current customers who are trying to talk with this chatbot or AI bot. Maybe the way that they're wording their question or the voice recognition isn't picking everything up that they're asking, it causes this problem where you're putting AI in the front end to take away some of those easier calls and to kind of lower your queue. But what's actually happening is you're now getting a frustrated customer on the end because the bot's not answering their question, which then resolves to, it, it ends up where your contact center agents now picking up the phone and that person on the other end is already upset because they've been battling back and forth with this AI. So I would say that that's the main roadblock that I've personally heard that comes up a lot is just not setting it up correctly on the front end and launching it earlier than it should be launched. You really have to nail down that testing phase because you want to avoid that bad interaction on your first time using it. And then once again, that's a bad experience for your agent who's now getting on the phone with somebody who's frustrated before they've even ever talked. Yeah. And, you know, kind of to add to that, uh, being a solution provider where we are agent focused, you know, AI is a beautiful thing. It's incredible. It can make things very, very simple and efficient for your call center. Some of the things that you run into with AI, and I'm actually, I'm really glad you asked this question, Kenneth, because there's actually a tool um, that OpenAI just launched called ChatGPT. And if you hadn't had a chance, go mess with it. It is a conversationally focused chatbot um, created by OpenAI. And you can literally have a conversation with this thing. It's, it's kind of a very controversial thing right now uh, in the world of CX, because here we are talking about how important it is to maintain that human-to-human -human interaction. And this is a potential... A uh, shakeup here, but you know the the trouble with AI as opposed to like dealing with people, um, AI can only be trained so much, 
And some of the roadblocks that you'll run into are you can have like the world's most advanced AI, but at the end of the day, you know, the one who's really going to solve that interaction and be able to help you out. And the one that's actually going to give you a great experience is going to be an agent. AI is fantastic if you have like a good knowledge database that it can pull from. And, you know, as long as you're able to work out the kinks and like Corey said, just really run it through its testing phase and get it, get it trained properly on all the processes that you need it to accomplish. I personally don't think that we can fully rely on AI to take over the role of a contact center agent. Um, but, you know, when you're running something like a credit union, having a tool like that, an AI-focused tool, is very important in kind of streamlining those processes. So great question. Thanks, Kenneth. Re really appreciate it. I'm, uh, I was really excited. I saw we had, a, uh, we had an actual question today. <laughs> but, uh, folks, we are approaching the end of our time here. Um, it was a very quick 30 minutes. So, of course, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to uh, Corey or myself, or, uh, you know, you can always just uh, throw it up on our LinkedIn page. Corey, I really appreciate you being here today, man. I think this was a fantastic discussion, uh, very topical for what's going on right now. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, thank you so much for joining us for CXQA Live. And uh, for any of those who are watching this after the fact on our Recorded for Quality Assurance podcast, we appreciate you so much. Uh, let's continue to just make the agents our number one priority in the call center. And uh, thank you all so much for coming. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. Listen to a recording of this and other episodes. Visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX Live.